Shall we begin? everybody welcome back to claiming zero the podcast for the child-free community my name is dallas and we have vanessa over there as well hello and welcome hello dallas how are you how are you we have done a few touch like uh touch bases but mm-hmm. tell everyone how you've been yeah no i am good it is getting to be summertime feeling you know hot always basically <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Vegas literally went from we were in our 70s and like everything was cool and then the next day 101 it was just very upsetting I was like you know what you could at least give me time to shave my legs you could at least give me that but no just a nice little transition period but no mm -mm, that's not how it happens (laughs) she said get that swimsuit out sister let's go let's go all right fine (laughs) Yeah, I do appreciate my seasons, but I am I'm a hot box, so I'm always <laughs> always warm, unfortunately. I don't understand how anyone goes outside like when they go to the concerts and you see pictures of girls mm-hmm. like in their hair. I'm like, how? No. I'm up in a bun, like sweating down my yeah. face in my armpits. It's gross. Like yeah. it's no. disgusting. Same. So this is I'm how we're going to start today's episode today. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the chaos. Yeah, um, for real. Today's topic might have you a little confused if you're like clicked on it and you're like, what the heck is this? But we kind of have a cool setup for it. So it, it mm-hmm. originated as like really kind of a your idea where we get a lot of questions, especially now being in the podcast. Like if we talk about it with people, like sometimes terminology gets brought up and mm-hmm. mostly it's childless versus child free. And mm-hmm. you and I have talked a lot about how we've had to not have to, but we like to explain that to people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so had this idea to break down like some common terminology that yeah. maybe you can help explain to people, but you are going to start off with, uh, some terms that I don't know what you've got. Mm-hmm. We love to do this to you guys. Yes. And then <laughs> after you go, I've got some that we're going to kind of play a little game with. So yes. you want to hear this whole episode. It's going to be fun. Okay, so I would like to start my book report by saying, according to Webster's (laughs) Dictionary, the term child-free first appears around 1901 and is simply defined as without children. (laughs) A plus, good job. Thank you, thank you. I don't have any sources to cite though because I never did that. (laughs) No, I did that. I never did that either. (laughs) Nope, but okay. So in all reality, there is, there's the very basic childless versus child-free, child-free by choice, child-free by circumstance. So those are kind of some of the more um, like defining terms that we like to use for ourselves. Um, Child-free by choice, obviously you have made it a choice, but child-free by circumstance is a little bit different. Um, There are definitely people who are child-free. They can have children, but they're not. And there's various circumstances that have just led them to that. But childless is the one that for a while, even when I think we very first started talking about it and podcasting, that was kind of a one where we're like, oh, we're childless. But then we realized, no, people look at that as you say less, you're less, have less of something or you're missing something. And so that is not something that we call ourselves. We say we're child free, free of children and childless is more towards the, on the spectrum where there's infertility. Yeah. And women who want to have children, but can't, but there is another term 
that I'm sure if you've been on Reddit, I'm sure you've seen it. And that's antinatalism. I didn't really see that one. Okay. So, and I've even seen it on Instagram a little bit. I didn't really realize I was like, oh, antinatalism, like natal, okay. No, no babies. So I was like, okay, that's Mm -hmm. kind of the same, but it's not actually. So basically antinatalism says that procreating is unethical and morally Mm -hmm. wrong. And even goes back to like ancient Greek philosophy to the point of like, it would have been better to never have been born. It's like this whole, like, I mean, if you Google it and you even just jump on Wikipedia, it is really lengthy. It's a very, like for people, it's, it's more about ethics than mm-hmm. anything. And so it's a lot deeper than just being yeah. like, oh, I don't want to have children for myself, but don't care if you do. Like people who are antinatalists are like, no one should procreate whatsoever. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. I was getting a little confused there. So these are the people who believe that nobody shouldn't have children. Right. Yes. So um, there's a lot of like moral and ethical dile- ethical dilemmas. Um, mm-hmm. Like one being that they claim that consent cannot be given prior, prior to birth. Like you didn't consent to being born. Mm-hmm. So it's unethical. <laughs> very interesting i know it's it's hard not to like laugh at some of this but this is how this is people no, absolutely that, yeah. believe this and it's it's just it's such a foreign concept sometimes when you sure. think about it that you're like this is just so strange but i'm sure people laugh feel that way about us too <laughs> have you seen have you ever seen those memes where it's like my parents had sex 27 years ago and now i have to pay rent yes this bs like yes. that's why i was laughing because i just oh, thought about that like Yes. None of us asked to be here. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And this kind of goes deep into that. Um, it's um, basically, you know, we're not only responsible for the suffering of our child, but of their offspring as mm. well. And it's, it's a lot about like the suffering, not necessarily about like the suffering tends to outweigh sort of the, the positive part of it. It's, I'm telling you, it goes into things like Immanuel Kant and ethics oh. and stuff like that where it's like it's this is this goes back That's interesting very very far so say it one more time so people know how to look it up if they're interested anti-natalism got it yeah that's a b c d e f g h we all know by now if you've been listening to the podcast for a while i am not the speller i am not the person who like can do phonics <laughs> at all so yeah no no um okay so, and actually in the child-free convention, there is a, there's going to be a panel on antinatalism. So if you really yes. are like, oh, I'm really curious about this. And, you know, just because the more, the more you learn, the more, you know, um, there will be a panel on that. I do believe um, the other terms that I do have are relating to um, sterilization, which mm-hmm. basically is either a man or a woman, whatever, reproductive organs you have making it so those cannot reproduce so there is one way for men to do it and it's a vasectomy (laughs) that is Mm -hmm. the only option Mm -hmm. basically cut it off so that your sperm are no longer produced and it's supposedly very quick 30 minutes an hour of recovery a a week later you can have sex again and it's supposedly very very simple (laughs) what I don't understand is how this can be reversed and it's, I don't, I don't need to understand it, but it just, it's weird to me that 
it's something that can be done and undone. Yeah. And yet in women, that's not it. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's basically the difference between like cutting something and like tying something off. Sure. So it can definitely be reversed, but it's funny. If you look up the, the way that all of the um, female sterilization is, and then you look up vasectomies, vasectomies mm-hmm. is very much like, oh, men don't want to do this. And it's just too difficult for men. And oh, it's just not really common. And it's very like, woe is me. I have to get surgery on my balls as opposed to like women having these major surgeries to sterilize themselves. It's very, it's very funny to see the difference and read the differences and how it's like portrayed between men and women. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that sounds about right. It's like mm. a man with the flu and a woman <sighs> with the flu. The yeah. man flu is the real, mm-hmm. <laughs> the real issue we yes. have. <laughs> so there are, um, there's three ways that women can get sterilized. The one that we have heard, and I think you and I have like briefly brought it up, but like we don't really understand it, is there's um, one is called a bilateral salpingectomy and a tubal ligation. I've heard that one, yeah. although I can't say it. I've heard they're, it. <laughs> they're very long medical terms, but basically um, is it's the surgical removal of one or both of your fallopian tubes, which mm. stop basically the ability to have a baby. Um, right. And actually some of these, they're not just used for sterilization. Like certain cancers can be um, developed here. You can get um, like, if you have really bad pelvic inflammatory disease, endometriosis. Mm-hmm. So there's different reasons why this would happen but some women choose to do this as basically a permanent form of birth control or sterilization so they don't have kids anymore so some people want to go so far as to say you can get a vasectomy as a guy as a gal I'm going to do something else on my end and it's not just going to be birth control so those are the ones terrifies me about this and I'm so sorry to anybody out there who hears this and I'm not trying to place a new fear but have you heard about the people who have both had like a procedure and still have a child? Yes. So let me tell you this though. <laughs> there is a study because there, I mean, there is, they're, they're not a hundred percent. Nothing is a hundred percent except for if you don't have sex, but that's boring. So I don't <laughs> recommend that. <laughs> okay. That I know I joke all the time about our t-shirts, but I really think that's the first one we need to make. Like nothing is hundred percent unless you don't have sex, but that's boring. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) So there is a study that claims that while one in every 2000 late failure vasectomies, so basically a failure after having a vasectomy, one birth in every 2000, whereas for tubal ligations, which is for women, it's one in every two to 300. So your vasectomy is better than a tubal ligation. So it's the male's fault. It's the dudes. Of course, because statistically, I mean, again, maybe TMI, but the amount of sperm that a Mm -hmm. man has is literally in the millions versus the egg count of a woman. Yeah. And it blows my mind that they're just running around just, shooting out these kids where mm-hmm. I mean obviously in a perfect world women are content to it and we understand that not everybody is a male female couple but it just is very like what's happening mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah. a lot yeah yeah exactly um the last one I want to bring up um is 
a hysterectomy, which I think more commonly we hear about hysterectomies and we don't always think about them as like a way to become sterilized um, as a female, but Mm -hmm. basically it's the surgical removal of either like the uterus completely or partially. Um, There's different things that they can remove to it, but um, cancer is one of the big reasons that women get hysterectomies and it's actually way more common. And just a really quick, short personal story Um, Mm -hmm. I had, I had not been able to go to see my doctor in many, many years because I had no health insurance and I finally went and I had an irregular, um, pap smear. And she said, okay, you have HPV and you have the, 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 the precancerous cells to get, um, ovarian Mm -hmm. cancer. And I was like, okay, that's what my sister died of. So let's go ahead and do surgery. And before that, she was like, okay, we need to talk through whether or not you ever want to have children. And I was like, no, I don't like, I'm Okay. And she's like, okay, because if it's bad and we have to do a hysterectomy, like you have to consider that. And then that brings about early menopause. I call it surgical menopause because obviously there's like a sharp decline in estrogen when you lose that. And so Mm -hmm. having to do that, like it's a lot of stuff to think through in your head. And so they really try not to do hysterectomies anymore because of that. But Mm -hmm. obviously things like cancer and even transgender male affirmation surgeries, they go Mm -hmm. in and they're like, you don't need this this will also, you know, change, change who you are inside if, if, if that's what you really want. And so hysterectomies are actually the second most common major surgery for women after a C-section. After. (laughs) So it's one or the other, it's either get the baby out or get the baby maker out. It's one or the other. (laughs) Oh man. And you know what? I, you're right. Like you hear about it and I, so my, my mom, my mom cut, tied and burned her tubes after my sixth sister. Oh my like gosh. she was like, I'm done. Yeah. Like literally she says to this day, she regrets it. But she don't regret it. Um, <laughs> but it was more of a safety thing. She had my, her sixth child when she was like 35. And they mm-hmm. were like, if you get pregnant one more time, oh, like yes. there's a very high chance you won't survive. Yeah. And so she did all that. Right. And then I have um, a friend who just had a hysterectomy because she had cancer and Mm -hmm. it, it's not just like a in and out day procedure, you know, like it takes you out and Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's unfortunately complications with any surgery, but it's really more than just like the vasectomy thing where apparently they can like have a beer in their hand and then like be out at a barbecue later the same day. Like that's, so that's good to know. I mean, I know again, okay. I know if you made it this far, you're like, okay, this is kind of like a term. We're going to get into the fun stuff in a second, Yes. but we wanted to just kind of explain. I mean, I'm always loving to learn. And I, just because we're child-free or childless doesn't mean we fully have all this understanding of everything so yeah no we're not doctors cool do on. not take our advice on any of this please i googled Nelson it okay said that i'm gonna go get a tubalol herstamercolol <laughs> please your doctor says i'm sorry you want what i want a herstal tuponicomol um oh okay so i'm sorry was that were, that no was that one, right? yes that is it and okay. those those terms came to mind because obviously as people who are making a choice to be child-free that sometimes also includes ways to still enjoy sex and not get pregnant. So <laughs> correct. So before I get into my fun ones, one of the things I do want to say is I, I saw this on online on Instagram and I cannot remember who posted it. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to steal your, 
your thought. I just, we see so many things. I just can't remember who said it, but there was somebody who had posted about um, the irritation behind parents when they go out and they are like, I'm child-free and they're just joking around and verbally, whatever, it's a little annoying, but she was talking specifically online mm-hmm. and using the hashtag child-free or yeah. childless. And cause then it gets flooded into like our world, yes. you know? Yeah. And it is. And I didn't think about it until I saw that post and I was like, that's true. Cause to them, it's like, Oh, hashtag child-free for date night. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, this is like our whole part of our life. You know, yeah, this is our being. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. That was my venting session. Okay. So now we're going to kind of go through these. I'm just going to give you a little bit of hint. You're going to tell me some of them are pretty easy. You'll get them right away, okay. but some of them you might not have heard of. And I found these hilarious. So I did not get mine from Webster. I found this <laughs> list on Reddit and uh, yes. yeah, so good old Reddit. And it is a little from what little while back, um, the OG poster is like no longer doing reddit i try to find the og poster <laughs> okay. but whatever okay, okay moving on so starting with what do you call it when you have a couple who makes a decent amount of money but doesn't have children oh um a dink you know <laughs> yes dink double income no kids yes yes okay what do you call it when someone doesn't want biological children at all or any point in the future, but would be interested in step parenting, adoption, or foster care? Oh, I don't know that I, I have no idea on this one. Right? It's called birth free. Oh, yeah. So these are people (laughs) who I think primarily women who just don't want to carry their own child or Mm -hmm. birth their own child. But if they were to be with someone who had a child or adopt, they're open to that. So birth free. Yes. Uh, okay. A person who has reproduced and has custody of their children, but will not parent them, discipline them, or raise them into being well-adjusted adults. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Is I know. That? This, these are so fun. Okay. Oh my God. It's, I have no idea. <laughs> it's a BNP, which you and I don't like this word, but it's a breeder, not parent. And I thought it was funny that it was a BNP. Breeder, not parents. Yeah. Interesting. We don't like the word breeder. <laughs> no, but I don't hear. No. And but. did you did you know that there's a TV show called Breeders? No. Is it? About I was. Parents? I was. Yeah. I was like flipping through on Hulu looking for something, and it and it just said Breeders, and it was like two parents each with like a kid on their shoulders, and I was like, oh my goodness, there's a whole show about it. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Unsubscribe. Okay. Someone who is in between child-free freedom and parenthood in the future. Oh, a fence sitter. Yes. And I <laughs> laughed so hard when I read this, because if anyone out there is a fence sitter like myself, you like they, they nailed it. It says, <clears throat> a person who is sitting on the fence between child freedom and parenthood in the future, they can't choose whether or not they want to be child-free or have kids someday as they see both pros and cons to both decisions, or they are afraid of regretting one decision or the other in the future. And I was like, I feel seen and attacked all at the same time. That should be your new bio right there. Honestly, I'm like, it's just, it's even more complicated to explain. Like that is how they might, high anxiety is for um, fence setters. 
Okay, this one, I kind of can't really do it unless I tell you, but I'll give you the abbreviation and just take a shot at what you think it stands for. The abbreviation is FIRE, F-I-R-E. If you got this, I will give you all my money. First in really extra. (laughs) (laughs) Very close, so close. So FIRE stands for Financial Independence retiring early Ooh, damn i think it's too late for me to even try to get into the fire category <laughs> hey it's never too late you can get that fire, uh, retire girl. early is where like you, you gotta hit a certain period where you're not gonna be able to retire early that's true that's true but yeah fire i was like that goals goals okay a Got couple it. more this is the best and i'm gonna use it now what is another um word for like your nephews and nieces a positive word <laughs> yes um i don't i have no idea okay you ready for this is the best everybody mm-hmm. just you heard it here nibblings what nibblings is your siblings children oh it's okay. the plural form of siblings children so nephews and nieces <laughs> why are you looking at me like there's something else named nibblings because i just think of like nibble like i'm gonna nibble oh. on some food i don't know like, did i just nibble. say a sexual term and not know it because that would happen to me <laughs> nibblings i just love it maybe like when they're tiny and cute and you're like what yeah. are the nibblings doing um and then i just loved this it said on this list it goes parent it's the term we use for good parents not a breeder <laughs> <laughs> i was like yes bags, bags. okay um this is similar to a dink I guess you could say our lovely Mae West was this. What do you call someone who's on a single income with no kids? Sink? Sink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love these. Um, Okay, this one, we're going to need listeners because we have listeners all over the world, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Please write us, ping us, tell us. So I found the word sprong or sprog, S-P-R-O-G, sprog. Okay. It says a British word meaning child, but then it says some upset parents are convinced this is a derogatory term meaning brat or evil child. But I consulted, this is the person who wrote it. I consulted three British dictionaries and they all said that it just means child, nothing more. Hmm. So I would like someone who is British or knows of this to tell us what they know about this word. Sprog. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Last one. Yes. Bring it on. Okay. So the acronym is thinker. What do you think that stands for? That's a lot of letters to come up with an acronym. You got it. You can do it. (laughs) Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. That's a lot of letters to come up with words for. (laughs) Okay. A thinker is two healthy incomes, no kids, early retirement. Oh my goodness. So it's when you take a fire and a dink and you put it together, <laughs> you get a thinker. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, that's funny. I wonder if people legitimately like dink, I get like, you can yeah. like between you and your partner, like, oh, we're, you know, a dink, but <laughs> 
no i don't i don't know i can't do it See, people actually use these <laughs> my goal is to be a thinker oh, that's, that's my funny. goal yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah those are two healthy incomes, like not two poor ass people. <laughs> not a thinker. That's different letters, Dallas. No. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, those are good. Those are funny. I don't. <laughs> I, I guess... told you guys. It yeah, was... I guess I'm a sink, but I don't. That's right. That just reminds me of your kitchen sink. I don't know. It's very strange. There was a, a ton more. <laughs> if you're curious, you can go on Reddit and just look up child-free terminology. There mm-hmm. was the ones Dallas was explaining as well. Like I kind of steered away from those. I picked just kind of the fun ones yeah. for entertainment purposes, <laughs> but there was also just, you know, a bunch on there. So these ones were the ones that I was like, this is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's our child-free terminology episode. So now you can send it to all of your non-child free friends and mm-hmm. be like, listen up. This is the stuff. Thank you. Hey breeders. Here you go. <laughs> right. And then we're going to piss them all off. Yeah. And no. be real angry anyway. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Um, you mentioned earlier the child-free convention and I know we talked about it mm-hmm. once, but I want to talk about it again in case yeah. you kind of missed it. Um, it's coming up. It's going to be at the end of July. Let me check my calendar before I'm lying to you. Um, it's going to be on July 30th and July 31st. It's a child-free convention that is virtual. So yay. Yeah. You watch it either through. So first of all, there's a child-free convention Instagram page. So you can go there and get all the info. But the child-free convention YouTube page and their Facebook page is where they're going to stream everything. And they have different panels all day long. Like you mentioned earlier, Dallas, they have mm-hmm. one um, on the word I can't say. <laughs> Antinatalism. That's right. And I'm not on that panel. No. I am on, <laughs> uh, I will be on two other panels, um, fence sitters and then being child-free in an organized religion. So mm-hmm. there are plenty. There's also people who've been on the podcast are on different panels as well. So mm-hmm. If you're curious, go over to the child-free convention on Instagram. Um, you can look on our page at claiming zero as well. We'll be posting announcements as they come and yeah, just, it'll be really cool to see a bunch of different people from all over the world who join in your child-free choice journey, et cetera, et cetera. And tell us what you think and yeah. don't forget to rate review, like, and subscribe. Okay. It's Dallas's turn now. That's all she wrote. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Okay, goodbye. Bye.